Hello, and welcome to Wander Stories. This is a podcast by Susan Lanier Graham from wanderwithwonder.com. I've spent the past couple of decades wandering, both around the world and across the street, looking for what I like to call wow moments. During that time, I've had some incredible experiences and connected with so many amazing people. I want to share some of those moments with you in my favorite wander stories. So come along with me and let's wander. You can always find more episodes and great stories online at wanderwithwonder.com. Find all the episodes of Wander Stories on your favorite podcast app, including Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and more. Hey, welcome to 2020. It is hard to believe that we are already beginning a new year. I took a short break over the holidays. I went to Arizona to spend the the holidays with my family. I actually took a week off from writing, from podcasting. I used the time to do some planning vision board for 2020, where I want to go in 2020. I hope your new year has started off really amazing. So welcome to Wander Stories 2.0 2020. Today, I want to talk about something that's actually kind of, I think, a fun little element that adds to travel experiences. Collections from the road. So we're talking souvenirs. What do you take home? So when you travel, do you first thing have to make your way to some souvenir shop and pick up logo items to take home? You know, coffee mugs, shot glasses, t-shirts, baseball caps, you know, all of that, mm, sorry, tourist junk that we all somehow seem to pack in our suitcases and then get home and wonder, what was I thinking? So I have to, I have to, confess, uh, years ago now, probably 20 years ago, I started collecting shot glasses for my dad. Didn't matter where I was, I had to buy him a shot glass. I bought him a shot glass. My mom would buy him a shot glass. My sister bought him a shot glass. Uh, For any of you who have listened to me for a while, you know that over the past few years, um, my, my mother had dementia and moved into a memory care home and passed away this past year. But the couple of years before she passed away, we realized that my dad, who will be 90 this year, amazing, um, fabulous, fantastic health. The man walks every day, I, whatever the secret is to his life. I hope I get those genes. Um, but he was he was a ways away from from everything. Lived about forty miles outside of Phoenix, and the nearest hospital was was oh, a good distance away. And so we helped him move into a fabulous uh, senior living apartment. But he went from a home <laughs> with a with a garage stuffed full of things and you know, four bedrooms of stuff 
to a one bedroom apartment. And when he opened the cabinet with all of these shot glasses in it, <laughs> I realized, okay, this was a little bit over the top. I'm sure some of you might have collections that you think, all right, this went a little too far. So we started collecting these shot glasses for dad. Like I said, oh, I said 20 years ago, it's been longer than that. The One of the ones that I kept, he kept a handful, uh, gave some to me, some to my sister. One of the ones I kept was one that I had picked up during our four years that we lived in Germany during the 1980s when my husband was in the Air Force there. So I did keep a shot glass from what was then West Germany in 1983. Um, but yeah, I have a few. I kept one from Paris, one from London, but most of the rest have have been handed out to other people. I also used to buy t-shirts for my grandkids. That was easy when there were two, but I have five grandkids now. My son really hated being an only child, <laughs> so he has five kids. I can't buy five t-shirts on every trip I take. And I realize, you know, I spend $25 on a t-shirt and they wear it for two weeks before they outgrow them. Um, so there are still a few times I'll do something special. Uh, we were in New Zealand uh, eight years ago now, nine years ago, during the year that they had the soccer World Cup. Um Oh, sorry, I am not a, a uh, I don't know that much about the sport, but every place in New Zealand was crazy um, with the New Zealand team. And so we thought it was appropriate. We did buy, she was very, very little at the time. I think it was, she was less than a year old. Um, <laughs> so we did buy her a t-shirt that I think is still around somewhere um, because it was so cute. So now as I travel, I try to find things that mean something. For example, I have rings that I, I love rings. And anyone who meets me knows I wear five, six rings at one time. And so I have rings that mean something. I stayed with girlfriends in a little cottage in Ely outside of London a few years ago. Amazing trip. That will have to be one of my future wander stories. But I found a beautiful silver ring that I picked up in the little shop there. I wear it every day. I have another sterling silver ring that I found in a beautiful shop in Cabo. I have another one that I picked up in Chiang Mai, Thailand. So rings, I can wear them. Um, earrings are another thing. I love earrings. Earrings are sort of my thing. I picked up a pair in a tiny shop in Burgundy, France. Uh, Bill and I were in Washington, D.C., and I love museum gift shops. Best tip of the day, if you go someplace and you want something memorable to bring home, go to a museum gift shop. These are Fabulous, fabulous gift shops. But we picked up a pair of beautiful silver and black earrings uh, at the Smithsonian. I have others that are made from blown, 
blown glass that I found in Chattanooga. I have this necklace that looks like feathers that I bought at the Chicago Museum of Art. And it's nice because it has silver, gold, and bronze, so I can wear it with everything. And then there are things that you help create or that you talk to the people that create them. Those are super special. For example, I get Christmas decorations. I love picking up unique Christmas decorations, um, ornaments for my tree. I have one that I bought in Germany all those years ago in the 80s. It is still one of our favorite Christmas ornaments that we look forward to unwrapping every year because we found it in a little market, in a Christmas market, in the little town of Trier near where we lived. And I remember the little woman who sold it to me, and that was in 1984. So it's been, or no, 1985. So it's been a really long time. I also made a Christmas decoration. I was in Grapevine, Texas five years ago. And so it was 20, December of 2015. And we got snowed in, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. It literally snowed to the point where the city came to a standstill. We couldn't leave the, the hotel. I was a guest of Visit Grapevine. And the amazing Ms. Lee Lyons was, uh, was our keeper during the time, and she was amazing. But one of the things that we were able to go out and do after the weather started calming a little bit, and it was, it was a little treacherous, but we went as far as downtown Grapevine, and we were able to make our own blown glass ornaments. That's still, I, I don't even use that as a Christmas ornament. It stays in my living room year-round because it is so beautiful. I also was able to create a glass art piece in Door County, Wisconsin one year. And that's been probably 15 years ago. It sits on my entertainment center in the living room. When I was in this tiny little village near Chiang Mai in Thailand, I picked up a wooden plaque. I had watched the man making others, and I love that beautiful plaque. I think at the time, I may have paid the equivalent of 2 or $3 for it. It is so beautiful, and it really means something to me. Same thing, I have a little giraffe that was carved by the villagers in uh, this little tiny village in Zambia when I was visiting Africa. So those are the types of special things that I can relate to. I watch them being made. I talk to the people who are making them. So let's talk a little bit more about gifts, traditions that you pick up along the road after a word from this week's sponsor. So welcome back to Gifts from the Road. Talking about those treasures, those collections, the things you pick up as you're, as you're traveling. So I also have some amazing things that people have gifted me. <laughs> One of the, the, my favorite stories. My husband and I, a few years ago, went to Bali. Beautiful, beautiful place. And we stayed at the... Mandapa, I believe I'm saying it right, Mandapa 
Ritz Reserve in Ubud, it was the first week they were open. This was one of the most incredible stays of my entire life. I am so lucky to have stayed at Mandapa. It, it service over the top location is so beautiful, but the people, the people were the most kind I have ever met anywhere. And they did such beautiful things for us. Some were, were experiences while we were there, which I, you know, you can't bring home with you, but those memories are a part of me. I believe in an earlier episode, I talked about really loving mangosteens. They're an amazing Asian fruit that you really have a hard time finding here in the U.S. Some Asian markets, but it's not fresh like it is in Asia. But I asked when we got there if the mangosteens were in season. And they said, well, it was right at the edge of the season. They would see if they could find them. The next day, they had found these mangosteens, and they brought me a fresh plate of this amazing fruit. I, I don't know. It's between a, a grapefruit and a peach. It, it is the fruit of the gods in my eyes. And they had that. They served it to me every day. And the day before I left, brought me a little bag of mangosteens. So it was absolutely phenomenal. But the gift that I was able to bring back is they had these amazing wooden square salt and pepper shakers sitting on the table. And I admired them. And the, uh, the woman, who uh, our server that day, said, well, we are going to have them for sale in the gift shop. Said, oh, great. I will go. I am going to buy a pair of these because they're beautiful black and natural woods that, that were local to Bali. And she says, oh, I'm sorry, our gift shop isn't open yet. Remember, this was week one of this resort. And I, oh, well, that's okay. I understand. You know, it's great. And I kind of kept my eye out as we were in the villages. But my husband had hurt his leg before going there. So he was still hopping around between crutches and a cane. So I didn't do a lot of markets while I was there. So I was, I was sad that I wasn't going to get these, the set of salt and pepper shakers. And again, the last day before we were there, when we got to breakfast, I had a little package on my plate and it was wrapped in like a, a, a bark or a, some type of a rough paper, it had my name on it, Miss Susan and Mr. Bill. And <laughs> um, when I opened it, it was a set of these shakers, the salt and pepper shakers that they gave me. So those are very special to me. On that same trip, before we went to Ubud, uh, we stayed at the Ayana villages, which is just not far from the airport. And it was the first time in my life, and one of only two or three times now, I think three or four times, I've been very fortunate that I've had a butler in my luxury hotel experiences. I, I really didn't know what to do with a butler, but um, <laughs> we, we had a very good relationship with the butler that we had in both um, Mandapa and Ayana. 
But when we left Ayana, they gave us this beautiful shell bowl. It is so fragile and made of, of shell, the mother of pearl from the inside of the shells. Absolutely exquisite. And I was so afraid I couldn't get that home, but it came back in my carry-on. So that's one of those things that sits on my shelf. And then uh, I received a wooden box from Hotel Musai in Mexico. If you have not read about Hotel Musai, go to wanderwithwonder.com and search for Hotel Musai, M-O-U-S-A-I, Hotel Musai. It is in Puerto Vallarta, an exquisite hotel. Had such an amazing stay there. They brought me a beautiful little box and um, it keeps some fond memories tucked inside that little box, little wooden carved box. And Probably a decade ago, I was in Cancun with my mother. We stayed at Asensia Resort, and they brought me a journal, and I wrote all of my notes for that trip in this journal. It was a red leather journal, and so not, not your typical journal, but I loved that red leather journal, and I still keep that with little travel notes in it. So there are different, different gifts you can pick up. But I want to spend the rest of today talking about my favorite keepsake, my favorite collection from on the road, postcards. Yeah, I know, postcards. <laughs> it's even hard to find them these days, and I have missed a few trips recently. But when I found out that I was going to have my first grandson, and he was born in 2005, so yeah, 15 years ago. I decided I wanted something that I could keep for each, for, for at the time it was for him. And now I do it for each child. I have a notebook that has uh, inserts in it. And so whenever I travel, I buy a postcard for each child. So first thing I might do is go buy five postcards. And I address them to wherever their current address is and date them and do just a little clip on the back of each postcard. And I will give each child their notebook when they turn 18. They still love when they come to the house. They like to go through their notebooks. I always remember my, my granddaughter, Zoe, who is 12 now. She was two. And I am not kidding. She was really two. This child has been speaking in full sentences since she started speaking. She was two and she's flipping through her, what she called at the time, her picture travel book. And each child has a different color and they've always known which one theirs, their notebook is. And she's flipping through it and she says, Grandma, I want to see the whole wide world with you. Uh, just <laughs> that moment. And I hope I can share my world with all of them. But... I write a postcard for each child wherever I travel. I didn't miss some this year, but um, they are getting harder to find. So I have to think of an alternative if people quit printing postcards. So I'm hoping if you have any influence, don't quit printing postcards. Um, for example, as I go through these postcards, I'm reminded of some of those travel moments that were spectacular, but they're not, you know, the, the trip to Bali or, 
or you know, the trips to Paris. Those are amazing. Those come to mind. But there were so many. For example, in October of 2007, I was in Taos. Beautiful full moon that night. I stayed at El Monte Sagrado. A amazing resort. I have not been back since. I need to go back. Wonderful spa. I was there with an amazing friend of mine, Shannon Del Pozel, who uh, has Fuel Notes with Shannon, also on um, Anchor and Spotify. And we just, it, it was a celebration. It was a celebration of life. It was a celebration of being together and the amazing art and, and energy that is Taos in New Mexico. Then I moved on, and in May of 2008, I stayed at Mount Magazine State Park in Arkansas. And in my postcard to Zoe, I said, oh, I stayed in this beautiful mountaintop lodge and looked down at the valley below. What's not in that postcard is the night that we arrived there, a massive tornado went through the area, quite unexpected, and people in the nearby towns, there were, there were many people who lost their lives. I was fortunate I was on the top of this mountain and literally watched the storm pass through the valley below. It was terrifying. It was awe-inspiring. It was humbling because I had been in the towns the day before and talked to people. And it made me really appreciate the moments. I was there with some amazing travel writers who are you know, friends to this day. And that, that night, I think about every so often. And this postcard doesn't say it all, but it says it all. There was Quebec City in February of 2009. I was there with an amazing group of women for a winter spa experience. We did winter carnival in Quebec City. It was cold, you guys. It was cold. It was about eight degrees. We had an amazing time outside. We visited the ice hotel. I did not stay in the ice hotel. I preferred my warm bed in my hotel but I loved going. We went to outdoor Nordic spa, jumping into the snow banks and then back into a hot tub, crazy. We went to a health spa where it was supposed to be no junk food, no alcohol, no anything. We snuck in junk food and alcohol and had wine and potato chips that night. So that was, that was a fun memory. Maybe it was Daytona Beach in May of 2010 when I got up close and personal to some race cars. Those are great moments. In January of 2011, there's a, a postcard to my grandson, John. I talk about how it was a scary stay in, a, in the big boat, the Queen Mary. And so that takes me back. I have been to the Queen Mary several times. I love to go to the Queen Mary. It is one of my favorite places to visit. Long Beach is an amazing city. I was just there in December. 
Didn't visit the Queen Mary on that trip, but I will go back. But I've only stayed one time on the Queen Mary, and it was the night of January 10th, 2011, and yeah, I had some interesting encounters. Ooh, maybe that might make a great story for a Wander Stories this October. It's all about the haunted hotels I've stayed in. The Queen Mary was one of them. You know, and it was it was a few months later that year, July of 2011, I went to Egypt, and I have pictures of the pyramids at Giza. I, I detail my feelings the first time I saw Niagara Falls in July of 2016. Or how about when I finally arrived in Vienna after waiting a lifetime in April 2018? So I was thinking about it. Where did I come up with this? My mother. My mother collected postcards. And again, that's one of those things. I gave my dad shot glasses. I sent my mom postcards. And when she passed away last year, I got her notebooks of postcards. I have a box of postcards and she wrote on each one. She kept notes. She loved those postcards and she kept them all very organized. So that's one of those things that you can keep. Doesn't take a whole lot of room, but just write something to yourself. You know, it's that wish you were here moment, <laughs> but just write a note. You know, my dear granddaughter or whoever you're writing it to, we're in Daytona Beach today. I got to stand out on the racetrack. I rode in a car around the racetrack and then heard the cars practice and they're loud and roar. I'll tell you all about it when I see you. you know, those are things that you have those memories and I'm hoping that someday when I pass this on to my grandkids, it will help jog their memory. Oh, yeah, I remember Grandma Susan telling me about her visit to Daytona or how it felt to stand on the deck of the USS Arizona Memorial in Hawaii and look out over the water or what it was like to look down into that park in Mount Magazine in Arkansas. So think about it. It is fun to collect things when you travel. But more and more I'm hearing people say, I don't know what to do with all the junk. And so find those things that you treasure, something you can hold dear and that you can think back and it brings back those fond memories when you travel. So I would love to hear from some of you about what are your favorite moments uh, or favorite collections when you travel. And if you're interested, there are, um, on Wander with Wonder, wanderwithwonder.com, I do have under uh, travel inspiration. So just go click on travel, travel inspiration. You can find some, uh, some of my articles about things that I have saved during my trips and, and little keepsakes. So let me know what you save. Do you have unique collections? I read the other day about somebody who collects cutting boards wherever they travel. Someone else collects salt and pepper shakers or, you know, 
the postcards, the Christmas ornaments, what do you collect? What brings back those memories to you and helps you hold on to an experience you had wherever you traveled? Okay, we'll be back next week with more Wander Stories. Thanks for hanging in there with me. Hope you all have a fabulous 2020. And please reach out, visit on wanderwithwonder.com, leave messages uh, here on the podcast. Love to hear from it, from each of you. Um, catch me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, Wander with Wonder. All right. You all have a wonderful week. Have great travels this week, and I look forward to more Wander stories.